Cancel culture is real. CrossPolitik is on the front lines of this battle with the goal of creating a Christian television network and platform where we can't be canceled and where content creators will have the freedom to glorify God. Our goal is to create a space for like-minded businesses to thrive on this platform and to reach an audience that will not only buy your products and services, but also support your business when the heat of cancel culture comes your way. We want our platform to help you create an anti-fragile business as we bring together Christians from all over the world to tune in. With millions of downloads a year, access to DirecTV, Xfinity, and social media outlets, we are excited to partner with you. So, if you own a business and believe in this vision, then you need to call me. I'm Garrison Hardy, and I am the business development rep at CrossPolitik and the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. We are looking for businesses, large or small, that not only have great products and services, but also understand that the cultural battle that is impacting the business climate here and now. I have a background in marketing, and I'd love to help you advertise your business on CrossPolitik. Give me a call at 208-792-1290 or email me at garrison at fightlaughfeast.com. Hashtag Fauci lied. Oh, oh my goodness. Hashtag duh. Have you, <laughs> hashtag we already knew that. Have you downloaded the app yet? Because that's the best way you're going to be able to consume our content. Okay, Down, download the app and, and join the club. we got some great Christmas specials coming. I'm excited. Ooh. I've been working on some things, ordering some things, and not getting it approved by you guys. <laughs> Pastor Toby Chocknocks on sure the water great. boy. It's, sure it's good great. to be with you guys. Uh, oh, oh. And Ray Simmons coming on. Yes. Oh, the at the interview. County. Yep. Very Great good interview there. Just go Boom. buy it right now at Amazon. Yep. <laughs> it is said that carrying a gun is not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be comforting. Mm. Shan and his team at Works with a Z, you can see it right there on the screen, mm. believe a holster should be pleasant, concealable, and accessible. Works light-bearing holsters are designed to work with a range of different attachments so you can find the optimal carry style that suits you. You got one of those? I'm wearing it right now, actually. Are you? And I'm pretty comfortable. <laughs> Ooh, use saying. their holster finder at works with z.com forward slash cross-politic oh, so man. you can carry yes, comfortably yes, and sir. be prepared to defend yourself day and night. Colonel Jeff Cooper says carrying a gun is not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be comforting. That's that's an interesting statement. <laughs> comforting. <laughs> but, I like it. But it's okay if it's comfortable. So you you know you know your government is in trouble when like the medical politicians are controlling everything like Fauci. Oh yeah. Like you think of like Robespierre, you know, uh Fauci the, is not my king. No, 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 no. <laughs> Does he know that? <laughs> but but the history of the government telling you to how yeah. to do your health care is, is a bad thing. Terrible. Remember back in July, Rand Paul called out Fauci and the NIH. Yes. And Fauci and the NIH for funding gain of function research. This is back in July. Uh I, I want I want you guys to hear yeah. Rand Paul yeah. and Fauci's response real quick. Do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, and I do not retract that statement. I totally resent and that. Have and if anybody and is lying been. here, Senator, it is you. Wow. So the reason why this clip is so important I just want to keep playing it is because Fauci lied. Yeah. Okay, last Wednesday, the principal deputy director from the Department of Health Human Resources at the NIH, Na- yep. National Institute of Health, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Lawrence Tabek, uh, or Tabek? Just keep saying Tabeck, it. okay. Issued a letter in which he admitted basically that Fauci lied. He didn't say Fauci lied, but he basically admitted I the letter. I wonder why he's doing this. The letter says that the NIH approved a particular set of experiments that they knew could be gain of function. Now, all right, listen to the tech. You know, they knew they, they could knew be gain, they they could be gain be. of function. It was gain of function, okay? <laughs> but they basically approved it because they thought it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is crazy. You're so, serious. So, so the NIH, I got the quote up here on the screen, says in is in this limited experiment, laboratory mice infected with the SHC fourteen WIV one bat coronavirus became sicker than those infected with the W one V one WIV one bat coronavirus. So they're saying gain of function right there. Yep. As sometimes occurs in science, this was unexpected result of the research. Oh my gosh, as opposed to something that the researchers set out to do. 
The quote goes on to say that the research plan was reviewed by NIH in advance of funding, and NIH determined that it did not uh, uh, fit the definition of research involving enhanced pathogens of pandemic uh, potential because these bat coronaviruses had not been shown to infect humans. <laughs> this is So they're saying because this gain of research function what didn't infect humans, it wasn't really gain of research function, even though it was gain, gain of, of research function, <laughs> gain of function research. That's what, that's what they're saying. That's crazy. So basically, the NIH wow. is like a little kid who drops his sister's doll off the balcony, and when it breaks on the ground, he says, I, I didn't know it would do that. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. I, 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 I the doll know. broke. I dropped it off the deck. And it broke, and it wasn't gain-of-function research. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been dumb. All of that. <laughs> I, just, I just want to point out, though, that at the end of the letter, you got the, you got the, the there's a quote at the end of the right letter yep. where he, he writes, he's trying to like say, basically, and there's no possible way in which this thing over here that we accidentally approved that actually was gain-of-function um, research right. could be related in any way to COVID. Okay, and he writes this. While it might appear that the similarity of RAT whatever and BANAL fifty two bat coronaviruses to SARS CoV two is close, but it overlaps by ninety six to ninety seven percent. Experts agree. <laughs> experts the, agree. Ninety seven percent of experts. La 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 la. Even though these viruses are far too divergent to have been the progenitor of SARS-CoV-2, for comparison, today's human genome is 96% similar to our closest ancestor, the chimpanzee. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Humans and chimpanzees are thought to have diverged approximately 6 million years ago. So he's basically mm. arguing that the research, this gain-of-function research that's not gain-of-function research, he said is, is, is about 97% uh, similar right. to the SARS-CoV-19 or COVID right. that we're dealing with right now. Right. And then he's basically arguing, well, evolution. Right. But it took six million years, yep. so it couldn't possibly be connect. First of all, I think we need to have a That's laugh track. Crazy. You have a laugh track. Yeah, That's crazy. I've done some dumb things. Now I'll do dumb things again. That's my but, laugh track. But the thing that I want to point out is that these scientists are appealing to Darwinian evolution That's as their funny. standard for why they should be taken seriously. Yeah, which is yeah. why we should just laugh. And and but it, it's really beside the point. As Ron Paul actually pointed out when he was cross examining uh, Fauci back in the day, if Fauci lied under oath, then Fauci lied under oath. Right. First of all, it doesn't matter whether or not one caused the other. But the point is, is that if right. there's a potential for bio warfare here, which yeah, is basically yeah. what we're talking about, yes. like, is there a potential for this? Wow. Then we need people who are scrupulously committed to telling the truth. Right. The boy who cried wolf, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that, right? But the other thing that needs to be underlined and double underlined, mm. if we could do this, is the fact that Darwinian evolution is exactly what you can't point to. You can't, yeah. Because exactly. what they're saying is six million years ago, it did make the jump. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Who, who cares if it was six million years ago? The evolutionists believe that at some point a chimpanzee right. can be a human, became a person. Yep. Right? The chimpanzee genome did make the leap. Right. Yeah. So yep. it's, it's the, like, do you see? I mean, like, no. they're appealing to the very thing, but by their own standard, they're actually saying it's possible that these other coronaviruses could have mutated. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's yeah. the, that's that's the doctrine right. of Darwin, that's right? right. Yep. But the real problem in all this is that evolution justifies lying. Right. Okay, they are that's appealing right. to the very standard that actually justifies them lying their heads off. That's right. I'm not saying that every Darwinist is a thoroughgoing liar all the time, but the fact of the matter is that Darwin taught survival of the fittest. Right. I'd say every Darwin at least believes in a lie. Yes, right. Well, that's right. exactly right. And if you start believing in lies, it's, the lie that Darwin has right. wrought. You yeah. start lying. But yeah. basically, it means that um, might makes right. Yeah. The end justifies the means. You cannot get morality from Darwin. Okay, If you believe in Darwin, you have already accepted the principle, basically, yeah. that there is no fundamental meaning. There's no right and wrong. There's no up and down. Which is why gain-of-functional research isn't wrong. All right. If we accidentally mutated from pond scum, over millions of years, there's no such thing as right and wrong, lies, or truth. It's all just power and manipulation. Right? That's basically the strongest survive. Right? That's that's what Darwin teaches. And this is basically what the Great Reset is all about. Yeah. Right? The Great Reset yeah. is all about it's a sort of a form of social and political Darwinism. If Darwin is right, then what's the problem with manipulating the facts, lying, propaganda, and spin if we can get the whole world to bend into the shape that we want? Yeah, mm. that's right. Right? And and Christians trying to have it both ways, 
really are the ones to be to blame in all this. Christians are the ones who are embarrassed of the fossil record, the geological record. Yeah, yeah. Creation yeah. in six days, Noah's flood. Yeah. Yeah. Christians need to practice courage and truth-telling here. God created the world in six 24-hour days, and I'm not sorry. Yeah, I'm Ooh. not embarrassed. That's right. That's right. Right? Okay. Do I get a shotgun? No, well, you get an amen, brother. Preach okay, that. How about I need, I need one of my own sounds. The with. world is about 6,000 years old. Come at me, bro. You know that? I'll give you one of those. How yeah. about that? Come at me. John, I had John Brandy on my water break on, yeah. on Thursday. Yeah. And he, one of his friends on Facebook said, uh, posted on Facebook and said, define what, you, you know, define conservative Christian without using the word conservative Christian. Yeah. And John Brandy, under the comment section, he said, um, uh, oh my goodness. He said, um, uh, take your time. We're just, doing I know, I know. Right? Forget it. I can't. I can't even remember. You got to go listen. That you got to listen to Water Break. Well, and that it way, was a really good well, joke. That's what he John, did. He plugged John his Landon. show. See what you did there. You know, one of the, I, I'm sorry. I had it and I lost it. Go. One of the things that you guys have probably seen and experienced this whole time during the coronavirus is that no matter how much truth that we were talking about when the whole coronavirus started back in March, right. uh, end of February, March, we started doing some research on if masks worked. Mm-hmm. That was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. We started doing some research on uh, how does this thing spread? Mm-hmm. Is it aerosol? It wasn't aerosol. And having conversations with people, I started realizing that it didn't matter how many facts, Mm-mm. how much truth that I was giving. There was nothing that I was going to say that could convince them. Nope. And, and, and I always thought that maybe I just wasn't doing a good enough job arguing. But the truth was is that right. the lie that they had, had used in the beginning started creating a reality that didn't exist. And these people started living in that type of reality. Yep. Right. And that's what lies do. And we right. don't understand the importance of how bad a lie is. A lie is an assault against God's world, against the actual creator himself, because what it's doing is trying to, it's witchcraft. Yep. It's trying to recreate the world, which is exactly what we're just saying. And we don't, here's something. And, uh, and lies build on top they, of each other. It, and if you, you pull one out, it's like Jenga. It's a, yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. The, the whole thing starts to teeter and you're like, oh, no, 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 we got to leave it. Yep. Yes. Don't touch it. Don't touch yep. it. And here's, here's something that we need to understand, though. While we have these these things going on as far as liars truth tellers don't get liars for leaders yeah that's right <laughs> don't you ever think that mm. truth tellers don't get liars for leaders and what i mean by this and then I'm, I'm gonna say this and i'm gonna jump real quick we I, i've sorry to bring up the southern baptist leave it to me to do that i'm watching the southern baptist right now brother and brother starting to sue each other mm. Sue each other because he's lying on me and that's going to and I'm starting to watch all these lies build into this culture where no one even knows that there's a Bible verse anymore that says first you're going to judge angels. And also, isn't it better for you to be wronged Mm. than to sue your brother? And the reason. Come on, Mike Stone. Oh, come on now. I said it. And so the reason why that they are suing each other and they don't want to be wrong is because they don't believe the truth that God will be the one who bears the vengeance on the liar. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they don't believe mm-hmm. that. And and so we have this happening in parallel with Fauci and all this happening. Yep. And, and we're the ones who are modeling what it's like well, not we, to believe God's word we, and, we and, said, not, and to believe lies. many times, but you know, we, we, Jesus said we're the light of the world. Yes. And if, and if, and if there's no light in the world, right, if the world has gone dark, it's the church's fault. That's right. us. They learned it from us. That's right. So no they, wonder Fauci's right. acting nuts. Right. Yeah, no, no wonder but, nobody's believing the truth. And that's, again, why I lay the, the blame back at, you know, the Christians who are ashamed of Genesis 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Right? right? Yep. That's our fault. Yeah. Right. Because the, and then that's, you know, no wonder the world's, you know, we start lying there. Right. Has God really said? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we create a culture of lies, and they 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 lie with more impunity. That's yeah. right. And we should have we should have thrown a fit, at, you know, at the school board meetings when evolution was coming into our schools. That's right. But that was but anyway, hundred years ago. A whole nother. <laughs> so speaking of lies, you have the whole Dave Chappelle thing is just starting to crack me up. Mm. What's going on? It's a good ne- story. It's a great story. It's yep. pretty funny. Netflix now has a list of demands from their trans employees. Mm. Okay, can we are. Are they even real employees? Are they, what's a trans employee? Uh, and, and so Netflix uh, got this list of demand from their trans employees because of Dave Chappelle's special. Right. And here's just some of them. There's there's a bunch more demands here. But create a new fund to specifically develop trans and non-binary talent. Okay. okay so that's what they, they're like. Hey, Money. You, you played Dave Chappelle's Money. special. You need to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Hire trans and non-binary content executives, especially BIPOC, you know, uh, Bipolar people, no, I'm just kidding, people of color, and leading, okay? 
Eliminate references, imagery of transphobic titles or talent inside the workplace, including but not limited to murals, posters, room names, swag, and many more. That is hilarious. So those are the demands coming from their employees. But what was kind of funny this last week, there's this, there's this contrast going on. So this last week, in and out released this great quote um, saying, We fiercely disagree with any government dictate that forces a private company to discriminate against customers who choose to patronize their business. This is clear government overreach and is intrusive, improper, and offensive. Now, granted, I wish Netflix would have said this last year. Netflix? But, uh, excuse me. In and out. <laughs> me I'm too. I wish, I wish Netflix, Netflix, Netflix would be incredible. Too. And uh, in and out, I wish they would have said this last year, but they're now saying it in regards to the vaccine. Uh, there's a restaurant in San Francisco, uh, in and out restaurant yeah. in San Francisco that was shut down right. because they refused to require their employees to be hey, Here's a question. Did, did, did in and out open up that restaurant back again? Because that would have been really well yeah. with that statement. No, that, that's you know, for real. You know, what, real. you know what? I think what Netflix should do, Netflix needs to say, we identify as having done all those things. <laughs> yeah, we already did that, it. We don't, we don't, just like you. We don't yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and then in Spokane County, so if you guys have been following like competent Inslee, Governor Inslee, you know, this last week, uh, he required, he has deadline, it was October 18th deadline to require all state employees to be vaccinated. Right. Well, this um, Spokane um, sheriff releases this recruiting video yeah. to hire um, new, new deputies. Spokane County is awesome. It's just a very fun environment to work in. When we came up here and visited, we just fell in love with everything that was up here. The mountains, the trees, the lakes, the rivers, the people. It's just a great place to live. No mandatory vaccination. This department gives you more opportunities to do more things with your career than just push a vehicle. We want you to come to work for the Spokane County Sheriff's Office. No, no mandatory, mandatory vaccinations. vaccinations required. So, so for those who are listening on podcast, uh, this is a recruiting video, and several times the text pops up that they aren't requiring vaccinations, right. uh, mandatory vaccinations to be a deputy. Right. Uh, and this is in a state where the governor is going crazy, right. and you got the sheriff actually saying, no, we aren't going to do that. Right. So, I, I mean, way to go in and out, and the sheriff, uh, what they're doing, what he's doing is right. Uh, he will get the cream of the crop in in, in uh, Washington. Spokane County. There's about 200 cops who basically lost their jobs, well, they got a great place to go yeah. in Spokane County because he's not mandating legalism. He's he's f- kind of creating a free environment. In, in and out is creating a free environment. And if you think about this, the narrative used to be back in like the 80s and 90s where the Christians were the legalist. You know, um, <laughs> you won't it, let us do stuff. Don't, don't yeah. fornicate. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. right. We're trying to save don't, you people. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't tattoo your body. You know, don't still. We're just, you know, so we're a bunch of legalists back in the 80s and right. 90s. And there's some truth to that. There, there's some definitely legalist branches in, in the church. But what's comical in all this is we now have a bunch of uh, relativist hacks who are now legalists. Right. <laughs> You could make a new like Footloose movie. You remember Footloose? You know, yes, I do. about kids like you know going you know into like some barn and dancing without masks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, you could. That, that's now you're the and, new yeah. and not getting vaccinated. You so, know what? Though? So think about think. Hang on, real quick. Think about all the um, legalism that our government's pushing on us and that the leftists are pushing on us. That yeah. you know the Netflix tranny demands, mm-hmm. the Levitical codes that they're pushing on us, wear a mask, stand 6 feet apart, right. all those they're just 100% you know wash your hands while at the same time they're they may, they're making demands on your life. Right. Obey or lose your job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're doing. There's no freedom there. Yeah. The, the flip side of this, of course, though, is is that um, this sheriff is is modeling what Christians need to be doing everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I want to add to that. It, basically, if if you're a liar, mm-hmm. like these people are, yeah. you create um, a, 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 an avalanche that is ultimately going to crush um, people, families, and economies. Yeah, Lies right. don't work in God's world. That's what that's you were right. putting. This right. is, it's an attack on God's world. But on the flip side, if you tell the truth, mm-hmm. and, and you tell the truth about God's world and God's word, um, you actually are making a place that is, where you can flourish. Yeah. Um, if you tell right. the truth, you can build an economy. That's right. You don't want to work with liars. That's you right. can't work with liars. No, no, no. You know? It doesn't work. How, how big is that two by four? I don't know, five feet? I mean, like, like math right. matters. T- truth-telling matters. That's right. If you keep your word, if you keep your contract, yep. if you fulfill what you promise to do, if you fix mistakes, yep. Um, yep. if you tell, you tell the truth, that's the basis for freedom and building an economy. And there is a lot of opportunity right. for people who are willing to tell the truth right now. Yeah. And this 
this is why all rebellious cultures against God yeah. go for socialism. Right. Yeah. Because you can't trust each other, so you just force everybody yeah. to participate. It's an attempt to hold all the lies yeah. together. That's right. I, I hope that sheriff gets all kinds of people to come up there and, and work from, especially men, so he can get rid of some of those women so they can be moms. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That, that would help too. That's right. <laughs> Ray Simmons, up next. You don't want to miss this. The Confessional County. They already got the book on Amazon. Oh, that's right. You told them to. So in 2016, we found out that our youngest son, Asher, had cancer. And I will just never forget crying in the lobby of the hospital on the phone with the Samaritan Ministries person on the other end who was, you know, who ended the call saying, let's just pray about this. When it does hit you and you really wonder what's going to happen, it worked. It continues to be affordable, it works, and it pays the bills. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the Fight Life East Network. We're back. We're back. <laughs> From whatever we From were. From the first segment. <laughs> <laughs> and we have with us... Mr. Raymond Simmons, since retiring from the Air Force, Ray teaches part-time at Air University. His subjects include military strategy, ethics, and leadership. Oh. In 2020, he became a senior executive fellow at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. Oh. He's married to Miriam. They have eight kids. Wait, he, wait, you baptize those babies? You bet. Right away. Oh, okay. oh, oh right quick. away. He's quick. Oh, right, right, right. He was ready for that question. He's currently yeah. studying for an MDiv at Whitfield Theological Seminary, and he is the author of the brand new book, The Confessional County, Realizing the Kingdom Through Local Christendom. Ray, thank you for joining us on Cross Politic. Hey, man, I, I am honored. You know, I, I support you guys. I'm glad to be part of the network and support any way I can. Thanks for having me. Yeah, he's also at our conferences. Been at the conferences, yeah, yeah. yes. Throwing axes. Yeah. Throwing axes. Yeah, the yeah. most entertaining booth there. <laughs> I, I, that was, I remember that. I was like, I'm not so, going to. We don't so have any insurance for that. throwing axes connect with being a recovering a confessional county? <laughs> uh, I think part of it is just to take some risk and, you know, to have, have a target to shoot at and just nice. go for it. Nice. <laughs> what, what do you mean by confessional county? I, you know, the... A lot of times when people ask me about confessional, uh, social confessionalism or, or the confessional county, what, what they're thinking of is like the creeds or Westminster Confession or yeah. Belgian Confession, you know, those kind of things. Right. And of course, um, you know, I'm all about those things, but this is something a little bit different. Uh, I take the term from, from a, a, a Presbyterian, David Scott in the 1800s, social confessionalism is, is really what the Scottish Covenanters did, what uh, they did in the Reformation, what the early American uh, settlements did, and that was to uh, confess Jesus Christ as Lord of that particular entity. Entity. So it's a, it's a, it's basically a covenantal link as an as a society. So it's not a social contract. No, not a social contract. Nope, it's something quite a bit different than that. What, what, yeah. is, what does that look like, though? Because you were talking about social confessionalism and as it relates in the county. You said that was the nucleus of this. What does that look like in reality? Well, you know, there's there's the reality of today and there's the, rea the historical reality. I, I would say, and really, there's the biblical reality. So let's start there. Biblically, what it what it looks like is, hey, we've just realized, like when Ezra brings the law, we messed up, and so there's this uh, there's this, you know, community wide realization that we are not in line with God, and so uh, and then you know the Spirit will bring repentance. And then there's there's this what what we see in scripture, what we see in societies historically, especially like in the Reformation. I mean, you know, that's probably a real good place to go. In the Reformation, they did it town by town. Mm. So they they said, hey, we're we're going to put down what we believe to be true about Jesus, and we're going to say we're we're going to we're going to follow you. What does it look like today? You know. Um, similar to that, but we have some different problems. We have pluralism that we have, haven't had in the past. So um, I guess chocolate knocks, you know, you guys tell me 
And I'll tell you whenever, you know, the Lord actually lets this happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, well go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, um, it seems like we've put so much attention on the president or federal politics. Mm, yeah. And that's why there's actually a lot of friction right now nationally is because like all the politics are kind of being trying to be fought at the national level. Um, why is the county, you know, or even, and then you kind of even have state level politics, which is where yeah. I've tended to be like, man, we just need it. We need to focus on Idaho. Right. But what you're pushing is, you know, county confessionalism. Why is the county so important in, in this process? You know, Rush Dooney said that the beauty of the uh, American political system was that it was built at, at, at the county level. And it's really based upon a Euro- European feudalism model. And so basically at the county level, that's the lowest level where you have all of the institutions um, that can actually do something. So the civil magistrate, you know, you, you're, you're going to have churches there. Of course, you can have families there. But, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's important from a structural standpoint, from a political standpoint, but it's also very important just from an interaction standpoint. I mean, when, when you read the Proverbs, I mean, the Proverbs talk about, hey, whenever you have dinner with a local leader, then do these certain things. It assumes that you're, go- that you're going to have local politics. And so, uh, you know, those things, the state and the nation are very important. But basically, uh, where where you are is where uh, the ownership needs to be. And then you can also bring in what George Grant has done a very good job. He's, he's way ahead of me, of course, on this, on showing that geography really, really matters. I'm so glad you guys brought him in, into the latest uh, Fight, Laugh, Feast. He, he yeah. shows that, hey, the, it's, it, it actually matters where you live geographically. That's that's something I, I mean, you talked about later in the book, too, but Christian uh, settlement, you talked about bringing that back. And all I could think of was like, man, am I going to get a wagon now and get some straw in my mouth and a cowboy What's hat? wrong with that? Yeah, well. he hot, man. Saddle me up. I'm, I'm past that. You know, I don't want to go. I mean, I don't want to go back to reconstruction. I'm just saying. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. is that yeah. what you're talking about with, with that is finding basically because we have counties ex- that already exist and some of them are quite pagan so are you talking about going out and finding new land and just restarting all over again maybe i mean the the thing is is that christendom did that for basically all of history Mm. until about the mid 1800s and so you kind of go why what what happened i mean did did we run out of land did we run out of places now all the all the continents are claimed basically unless you want to go to antarctica or or the moon. I'm good. There, yeah, start no, start to think yeah. about it. The, the moon, maybe. I might do the moon. Are you like herd penguins down there or what? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, you know, um, 97% of the United States is rural, uh, just wow. geographically. Wow. But all, but less less than 20% of the people live there. When when you look at the United States and you compare it to Europe it's still essentially an unsettled continent. Mm. And so, yeah, maybe so maybe, well, my, maybe hitch up the hitch up the wagon. My wife mm. grew up in, in Baltimore, Maryland, East coast. And, um, and you know, I lived there for a couple, for four years between Washington DC and Baltimore. And it's just nonstop city, you know, just city, city, city. And then when you, when, you, when I brought her out West in Idaho and you drive across the country and, and she like, she looked at me several times and she's like, you know, people who talk about overpopulation, I've, I've never driven across the United States. Right. Like, That's like, right, man. Like, you know, and, and you know, I, I actually, I'm, I'm uh, from Alaska, and I, I took her to Alaska on our honeymoon, um, and, uh, and that like just kind of, you know. It, it was sort of special. For, it was culture shock for for for, for Beltway girl yeah. uh, to go to Alaska, where we got on a on a state highway that was gravel, <laughs> and um and nope. we drove for about four hours, and I think we saw one or two other cars. Yeah, and it's like that was a state highway. Yeah, the Denali Highway. Um, That's funny. It, you know, it's it, it, it's it's a different perspective. You know, and and Ray, you have to help me with this because when you say that, I, I, there's a lot. I'm not pushing back. I get the idea. No, no. Come but on. the the reality of it though is like, bro, I'm gonna have. To, I'm I'm joking about the cart and the horse and stuff, but there's a lot of grit that comes with that. That mm-hmm. I don't think 
when I look at the options of going to a big city and kind of having everything there, I don't get no DoorDash in the lo- in this new world that you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the uh, luxuries are kind of gone. Unless, unless DJs well, are DoorDash. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get DoorDash. You're not going to get Uber. But you're going to get cell phone coverage. You're going to get Amazon. You're going to get UPS. I tell you, um, when, when you look at the, the, the things that the people did in the past and the risk that they took and the isolation that they had, I'm sorry, but we just don't have that today. I mean, I, I, I traveled around a lot in the military, and basically everywhere that I went, I realized I could get some food, I could get some medical care, and I could contact people. And I think that's the way it is the, the, the way it is today. Sure, it would be different. And it's not for everybody. I'm not saying everybody should do that. I'm saying that it's, it's you know, as a military strategist, I go, all right, if we don't do that, if, if we don't revive that, then basically what we've done is cut off a strategy and, and a tool that we've had for a long time. So can you um, map this out a bit in terms of the strategy? So <laughs> for what, what does this look like? You're, you're, you're generally, you're suggesting some people consider moving to certain counties. What, what kind of county should they move to? And then what happens when they move there? And then, you know, what's, what's the move? What's the, like, map the, the steps in this strategy out for our audience? Okay. Well, I mean, I... You know, of course, I, I can't see everything that's going to happen. So I just sort of taken a, a, a causal analysis and a historical analysis. And um, and so, you know, what, what I'm suggesting is that some people adopt a build strategy rather than a reform strategy. Mm. So, mm. you know, of, of course, there's going to be both. There's going to be building and reformation wherever you go. But if you pick a county that doesn't have an established um, culture that that is not too large in in population and has the ability for a group of people to come in and really improve things, build from the ground up. So, you know, what does it look like? Uh, it looks like, you know, for for my approach, and of course, you know, people would have different opinions in this. A small population, rural county, and move in now it's going to take time. It's going to be up to the Holy spirit. Yeah. But, but through evangelism and through serving and loving the community and building things, I, I, so, you know, I'm post millennial, but, and I, and, and I believe that there's, you know, there's going to be some long-term success. I'm just saying that I don't think we need to wait a hundred years for this. Uh, we might be able to uh, make some pretty significant advances in a decade or two. What's a, what's a small County. Yeah. Ah, well, for me, it's less than 10,000 people. Okay. What else does that county need yeah. to have in it? Build out that county for me, because this is intriguing when you talked about uh, building over reforming. That's interesting. So let's let's talk about this building. Build out for me that perfect county. How many people in it? You already said somewhere under 10,000. What else does it need to have? What other laws need to be there? Yeah, it, it's you. This is where you probably should consider the state. I mean, the state really matters a lot because actually most of the laws that we deal with are not federal, but are, are at the state level. Mm. So really consider that state. And and okay, so you open the Bible and you say this is this is what uh, the Lord wants me to do. You have you pray with your family. What's what's our vision? And then you kind of find a state that's lined up with that. I mean, I mm. think that you guys in Idaho probably probably a lot of people did that. A lot of people are doing that right now, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. And so. Yeah, that matters, you know, and then and then when you get down to the county, I think it's important for just some basic freedoms. I mean, can you educate your children the way that you you believe the Bible has you to do that? Can you mm. build the house the way that yeah. that you want to have like for, you know, generational freedom and, and freedom on, on your land, low taxes, you know, all of those basic things that allow you to um, build and 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 have a good generational uh, vision. You talked about in the book too land laws. Like, what are some red flags of land laws that you don't want? High taxes. That would be something you would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, for for me, it's really important uh, the building codes and what you can do with with the land. Mm. And I take this from so so we traveled around quite a bit in the military. And my kids sometimes got so scared of where we were living. I remember one time 
I'm sorry, but I, I had my kids riding their bicycles without helmets. Uh-oh. And the police came by. Yeah. That's it. And they, 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 got, they got afraid of the police, you know? Wow. And I'm thinking, man, when I grew up in Texas, you just, you know, you didn't worry about things like that. Right. Yeah. And I think it really affects your, 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 your soul. You don't, you don't want to breed fear of the state and children. So have as much freedom as you can, I think. I remember we would put baseball cards in the spokes of the, of the bike, not wear so, a helmet, yeah. take off all the brakes because they'd kind of slow things down, and you'd just <laughs> use your feet to kind of stop. And anyways, um, you, me- you mentioned, uh, I think it was in maybe one of your podcasts or maybe it was in the book, but um, that counties, there's certain states where counties can make create their own legislation um I, I might not be using the correct terminology here yeah but there's there's some sort of legal structure where you can actually bring laws more local depending on the mm-hmm. state and the county what describe that for me what's going on there okay yeah sure what what you're talking about there is home rule and home rule was was brought in basically uh you know about the uh, mid 1800s when we were expanding on and we realized that we needed to give the counties a certain level of autonomy uh, to make their own statutes. And it, and it flows out of, once again, the European feudal model. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, we, we, we did that. A lot of the states uh, became home rule states. And so the deal is, is that a county can make statutes as long as it does not contradict federal or state statutes. So that's okay. a pretty high amount of freedom, right? Uh, then after a while, they realized, hey, that might be a little bit too much freedom. So they brought in Dillon rule. And Dillon rule is the same kind of thing, except you can make your own statutes, but only in certain categories that we let you make. Okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's one of the things. So the, the, the counties with the most amount of freedom are home rule states, but not count, not, uh, not Dillon rule. What are some of those uh, states? N- you know, uh, let's see. I don't know if Idaho is or not. Yeah, uh, so South Carolina's uh, uh, home rule, uh-huh. and Iowa's home rule. I mm. believe Texas is home rule. Yep. I think Alaska. So what does that and, what does that mean? Could a could a could a county be like, hey, no abortion here? We're passing legislation to outlaw abortion in our county. Is 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 it that potent potent kind of thing? You know that not not really. I mean, I'm thankful that there are sanctuary counties, but yep. they're not really bringing in in home rule. They're doing the interposition and nullification as they should be doing, and I'm very glad that they are. Yeah. Uh, that's probably not in line with with home rule, but you could do something like you could make Sabbath laws, for example. Mm. Um, and uh, <laughs> can do that, but Sabbath laws. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, so, yeah. In, in I mean, Texas, Texas because, it was, they had dry counties. Yeah, Sabbath law. They had uh, uh, some counties you couldn't sell liquor on Sunday. Know. You know, so. Sabbath law, death penalty law. I, I, I found that out in the South Carolina when I was there in seminary. I went to go grab a six yeah. pack after church, and the guy looked at me like, "What are you doing?" Put it back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm buying some beer," and he's like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "Why not?" And I went back and forth. It's Sunday. Yeah. I was like, "It's Sunday," and he's like, "I know yeah. you can't buy beer yeah. on Sunday." And then I was, I got home. I was like, "What in the world?" If that's like the only thing you could buy on Sunday, I would be cool with that. It's like, <laughs> I, like, the, like you're buying wine on Sunday. You can only buy you can wine. Only and buy beer. wine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a feast day. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Amen. For real, actually, guys, Idaho is a home rule state. Is it I really? It okay. Although we have Dylan's rule also, though, which means I guess it's limited. <laughs> that's funny. Still, still better than not. and and the, the big thing with that is. You know, a lot of people don't even know about it. A lot of the state legislators, they don't even know about yeah. it. So it's it's, in, just, it's on it's Wikipedia for, you know, I just I just Googled it and it came up home rule in the United States on Wikipedia. And it has like a whole list of all the states wow. that have home rule okay. and then whether Dylan's rule applies in that state or not. And then other additional um, qualifications in some states. Right. There's I mean, I can talk to you probably for another 20, 30 minutes, really just on strategy alone. But I'm going to give you the last mm-hmm. word here. Um, as, as you were writing this, and somebody picks this book up that goes to Amazon right now and buys the Confessional County, what is it that you hope that they walk away with at the end of the day? Okay. At the end of the day, I, I hope that they walk away with some hope mm-hmm. because, you know, the, the Lord has some uh, very clear things that he wants us to do in societies. And he, he has very clear blessings and curses. And if you're looking and going, what, what can I do? 
um, it seems hopeless, but the the word provides the hope, pro- pro- provides the way out. And so that would probably be the first thing that I would want them to see is that in a land that is cursed, and there's a number of things that cause curse, you know, land curses. Um, for example, idolatry, uh, sexual sins, breaking the Sabbath laws. You know, and those really, really make a a geographical place under uh, under a curse, just like where we are right now with a pestilence. You know, with with COVID. But the interesting thing is, is that God not only deals with nations, he also deals with lower magistrates. So Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, hey, you know, if you go to a city and the city doesn't accept your, your, the, the gospel, dust off your feet and walk on. That's, that, that's a curse. Mm. Well, if cities can be cursed, they can also be blessed. Mm. And so even in a situation where the nation may be cursed that's or right. maybe the state is cursed, you can find blessings for you and your family and your church geographically. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, I, you know, I hope that we would find ways to gain the initiative, you know, mm. to, to stop, to stop reacting so yeah. much. I mean, who, who, who has the narrative? I really like what you guys are doing. You guys are probably doing this the best is trying to seize the narrative and be proactive in what, in what you're saying. I, I, I love what you guys are doing. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me to keep up with all the different things you've got going on. I mean, um, your TV show you got coming up. And uh, I'm just waiting for the Fight, Laugh, Feast uh, satellite constellation. I mean, what do you guys know? Speak it. Speak it. Speak that You you got investment money? (laughs) (laughs) See see what you did. Get them started. A little bit. That's my my job. That's my job. (laughs) Brother, I I hope everybody goes out and gets this. Raymond Simmons, the confessional county. Go pick it up. I've been excited about this because Restoring America, One County at a Time, has been my book to give to people because it was just an introduction to this this goes into details yeah. and really helps people map out um some ways to take some dominion yeah so thank you for writing this brother thank you for coming on the show thank you so much and I, hope, yeah. I hope everybody gets a copy of this in their hand <laughs> more <laughs> well, cross politic coming up next hi i'm robert borton ceo of classical conversations our most precious commodity is time no one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money they all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations, we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. (laughs) It's that time, isn't it? Yes, sir. It's the third segment. Ah, wet your whistle. Thanks to our Louisiana friends. Yeah. Amen. Cheers. <sighs> Welcome back to Cross Politic, y'all. Have you downloaded the app yet? We're uh, have you joined the club? We're yeah. enjoying some uh, Have you done all the things? Have you subscribed to the magazine? Our Christmas magazine is gonna be fire. I turned my article fire. in today. Did you? Oh, did you? Yeah, on I, time. I texted okay. Jesse and said, Hey, can I do it on Monday when I'm flying? What, what was the title of your article? Title of my article was what was it? Oh, you pulled a game just now. You got to buy the magazine. I just turned it in. I don't know. Um, it had to do with repentance and restitution. But we need a lot of that right now. Yeah. My, mine's the chaos of Christmas since you were asking. <laughs> I, I didn't even know you were You didn't even write it yet. So One day somebody asked me to write articles. I'm really good at writing titles. <laughs> I write the title last and I usually forget it. Um, I'm, I'm, I really like... Really like what this guy, too. this brother's right. up to, brother Ray is up to yeah. um, the confessional county. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think my my takeaway is Christians need to take the Great Commission seriously. Mm. Oh, that's my takeaway. Yeah. yeah, and and it's like, and I think take it seriously in the sense of like, so what are you doing where you live, mm-hmm. and if you aren't doing mm-hmm. where you live. Yeah. Um, find a place that's doing it where you're doing it. Yeah. Where you live. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and I'm not t- not to take away from you know the the good ways in which we support you know foreign missions or or you right. su- you give to missionary work and all the right like yeah keep doing that don't stop doing that. Um, there's multiple fronts, but as as Ray points out in the book, I mean, we need to think strategically. Yeah. We we right. need we need to be Christians who think about um, how are we going to take 
the land for Christ. Right. That, well, that, and, and, and all these foreign missionary endeavors aren't good unless you figured out how to be productive to build where you're at. Sure. Like those missionary endeavors should kind of flow out of what you're doing. Right. Yeah. You know, it's I'm getting in trouble saying this, but I'm, I'm getting upset about some stuff. Oh, watching SBC is getting me upset about some stuff. I'm just I'm just saying, what do you think you're doing when you're going on a mission trip? When you go there, what is your objective? If you will come back and you say, oh, my goodness, all of them are theonomous now. <sighs> Failure. They love God's what love. Do you, what, do you, what do you, yeah, I know. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what do you think you're doing? Actually, Ray could have put strategy right at the beginning for me yeah. because I think Christians are so horrible at strategy. What do you think the objective of the gospel is to do? Teach what? them everything he commanded. <laughs> it is yeah. it is absolute restoring everything that we lost in Genesis. Yeah. You know, like that we forget that the story was Adam made perfect sin, fell, destroyed, messed up the whole world. Yeah. Christ comes and restores what it was that Adam lost. Spirit, what, spiritually speaking. No, <laughs> Adam just Which didn't is lose everything. We got <laughs> listen, the curse had thorns on the vegetation. Yeah. Right. On the flowers. Right. Childbirth, right? Mm-hmm. All the it actually messed up creation, and Christ but, is actually actively restoring that. But Jesus' kingdom is so, not of this world. That's right. It's yeah, you actually, need to have another sip of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's over this world, as Uncle Gary would like to say. Ooh. Since you're going to go there, let's just hit I that. Did it. Since, since you're going to go there a little yeah. bit, you know, what, when Jesus is talking about that, my kingdom is not of this world. What he is actually saying is the way that I go about taking dominion. Is it the way that you go about taking yeah. dominion? Yeah. He doesn't right. take dominion in a worldly way. I die for my people, fam, mm-hmm. and oh, I I die right. for them. And then, but you know what? My world, I raised back to life. Right. You know what I mean? And right. guess what? My people will do the right. same thing right. through giving, through sacrificial giving, death right. and resurrection. That's why Jesus says the same thing functionally, where he says, you know, the the kings of this earth they lord it over them. The That's rulers right. of this world they yeah. they lord it over them. It shall not be so among you. That's right. But if you will be great in my kingdom, you become the servant of all. Mm. Be willing. To, and, and, and servant of all doesn't mean becoming a slave to everybody's whims. That's right. Doing what everybody says That's you're supposed right. to do. No, being a servant of all is serving them in the maximum way in obedience to Christ. That's right. Here we are back to teaching them to obey everything right. he commanded them. This right. is good. That, that's, that's how you serve. That's how you serve is yeah. by being obedient to God's word, doing what God says they need, not doing what they demand. Right. So now we're talking about doing this um, – I really like, you know, I mentioned this in my question, you know, we tend to think on national politics or we tend to think at state level politics and, and Ray is really kind of pushing down to like, you know, all politics is local. We'll take over a County, right? Start there, create a, create a fortress at a County level. I want to even go a step before that though. I want to, I want to say, okay. And I, I, and this is all in agreement with Ray, first of all, right? but I want to say, where do you see the people of God acting like the people of God and pushing back against the world mm-hmm. like that's what I, I you know when you see that then you can say because i would personally uh, move to anywhere where i saw that mm. if i saw where the kingdom of god is pushing back against darkness and i don't mean that in just like oh um there is a church there no a church that is actively working its way out in the culture it's gaining ground because what you need to have in order to have that kind of effect on the county is a robust gospel environment that is contagious in, in, in what it's yeah. planted. Yeah. And if you don't have that, then it doesn't matter. So you need people who fear and love God and come together around the word of God and then live such a way in that culture. And when you see that, I moved to, I moved to California yeah. with that. Yeah. Yep. What? Yeah. <laughs> I would because yeah. they just lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And, and, but I think what this means though, what this means though, and I think what God is forcing on us, I mean, the gift of COVID and the gift of cancel culture, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I think we've been given over. There's there's a whole bunch of cursing in this. But the way God works frequently throughout Scripture is that even when he's in the process of cursing. Right. That's right. His providence is still at work. Yeah. And and one of the things he's forcing on us with, you know, all these you know, mandates and people losing their jobs and, and getting fired and so on and having to walk out or whatever yeah. is, is God is teaching us what dominion looks like. Mm. And and it's like you can't you you need to you need to take dominion of um your economy. Yeah. You need to take dominion like where do you right. you know um I was telling you guys earlier but you know my uh, I ordered a garage door. <laughs> okay. Uh, about 8 weeks ago. Okay. I'm not going to tell the company. I'm, 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 <laughs> the, the nice lady called me 
uh, on Friday, and she said, I'm sorry, but, you know, the the, suppl- the, the the materials that the company that puts your garage door together. It's on a boat. It's on a boat. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? In, in the ocean somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Because it's probably coming from, I don't know, China, yeah. Taiwan, or something. It's in a parking lot in the ocean is what it is. It is, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and it's probably going to be nine more weeks. Oh, nine wow. weeks. Wow. Uh, I was hoping to have the garage door on before it snowed. But, you yeah. know. It is right. what it is. But it makes me think. How are we going to get garage doors? Yeah, you know, um, you know the the. But but I'm I'm serious. Taking dominion, mm. the command that we were given in Genesis chapter one, right, is that we are to take dominion mm-hmm. of all of creation. Mm-hmm. We are we were to God's yeah. people were yeah. to not the pagans, yeah, that's not, right. not not the unbelievers, not the atheists, not the God haters. Right. Um, they're made in the image of God. They can they can partake in their own ways. Yeah. Um, but we were charged to do that. Okay. Um, which means that, um, back to you know, Great Commission, teaching them everything I've commanded, yeah. like take dominion, yeah. like um, know how you can provide for your family, know how you can provide for your community. Right. Um, th- yeah, this right. means, you know, so where's your food coming from? Where's your clothing coming from? Yeah, that's right. uh, where's your garage doors yeah. coming from? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Where's right. your two-by-fours coming from? This, yeah. is why, this is why a six-day creation is essential. <laughs> Because if you don't get that right, then you don't get the true mythos that comes from that. You no. don't get the commit. You don't get that no. the commission and the and taking to me. Those are all connected. That's right. That's the restoration, right? It's all happening right. together. And if you mess that story up, right. which we have done right. so much, is how you get broken supply chains. Right. No, it, it is. It <laughs> absolutely know? is. And I don't think I don't think Christians. I, I hit this at the, in the first segment. Christians who try to say, "Well, God used evolution." No, you're. What you don't understand what you're doing there. Yeah, that's you're, right. Not, you're lying. Yeah, Again, right. stop lying. Yeah. Um, and But what you're doing is you're saying Genesis 1 doesn't mean what it seems to say. It's metaphorical. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. spiritual. So is the death and resurrection of Jesus. Well, right. But, yeah. but, like, but as soon as you – but, like, look, supply chains are not spiritual. <laughs> right. Your garage door is not spiritual. Right. It's like, like you know – Bars. That's, but that's, but right. that's the thing. Is like, I mean, of course, in a true sense, it all is. Right. 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 Because – Everything is spiritual that the spirit in, inhabits. Everything is spiritual that the spirit upholds, uh-huh. right? Um, and so everything that's in God's world is spiritual right? in that sense. Well, this is, uh, you know, the, the church has had a problem with Gnosticism for, yeah, for exactly. You, exactly. you know, hundreds of years. Right. But, but this know, is the material, point. Material's bad. Right. Even though Special God knowledge is good. Made it. Yeah, yeah. even though even God though made Jesus, it. But Jesus king over as a body. You know, the right. other thing that drives me nuts about some of these guys who are in evolution, they're trying to figure out how to syncretize these two things together. Right. Because evolution sounds magical and beautiful and it seems tangible mm. and and it's a complete lie. No. But we have a beautiful story. Yeah. Ours is way better. Right. And for them to chase after something so yeah. ugh, right. that's it's a word. Ugh, it's in yeah. the dictionary. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, it makes is. me upset because I'm like, look at look at God spoke things into existence. How do you get more beautiful and magical than that? Right. Which lies about the world because it means that God's world is designed in such a way that words actually matter. Right. And right. so he's teaching Adam how to use words, yep. how to engage with words. And, the, and that means the truth matters. That's right. And again, we're back to the point we made earlier. I am the way, the truth. Oh. And, and then when you have the truth about the world, the truth in his word, you can build real things. Two plus two is four, by the way. I just it wanted to think is. That. And when you have that, you can build. Yeah. You can build economies. You can build communities uh, when you have uh, the truth. And the thing that I, I want to point out here is, again, we, we've made this point a lot, but God has given Christians a beautiful opportunity. Yeah. Like, there is, he has created this opportunity where, again, the bar is so low. Yep. Yeah. I mean, tell the truth. <laughs> yep. That's all you got to do. Tell, tell the you, truth. You're a truth teller? Yep. And, yeah. and, and you believe in freedom? Hired. Hired, right? I mean, redballoon.work. <laughs> yep. Blowing up. Right Hired. Now, because of this. All the, and I'm, I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful that this, the, the, the mandates and everything that are happening, yep. there's, this, there's going to be a massive um, realignment. Yep. And people who br- believe in truth mm-hmm. and freedom. Um, and, and hopefully all centered around worshiping the triune God every Lord's Day. Yep. Yes. Those are places that right. are going to be potent. Yeah. And, and you got sheriffs in, in Spokane County are already yep. making this play. I was talking to Gabe this week as we were talking about this, um, you know, this supply chain screw up. You know, y'all know that the easternmost Pacific port is in Lewiston, Lewiston Idaho. Lewiston, Idaho. Yeah. Okay. 
Isn't okay. that hilarious? Because okay. because the Columbia River comes up and the Snake River connects, and yep. you can actually get those supply ships. And I'm I'm like I'm looking at Gam. I'm like, yeah. how can we get the supply line? You know, because DeSantis, oh, wow. DeSantis opens up Florida. Yeah, and it's like, hey y'all, come on in. Yep, ship your boats. Yeah. And, and, but, I'm and like, the problem is he's on the East Coast. It's the West Coast that's the bigger problem yeah. because it's all the Asian countries right. that ship this way. So I'm just giving this <laughs> I'm just giving this free idea out right yeah. now. I'm like, who wants Lewiston. to open up the Lewiston yep. port? And bring the ships up the river. What an opportunity. I mean, but that's an opportunity. Like, if you're willing to slash regulations, Mm -hmm. like, make it a free country, Mm. and and then then just open it wide. Christians have an opportunity here to excel. When you were talking earlier about Footloose, and we should do a commercial, I was thinking about it. I was watching, I was out in Texas and other places traveling in Salt Lake City, and um, I was watching the kids, the teenagers around. They are as masked up and as afraid, and the rebels are. I know. They're, the ones who I know, I like, I know you a rebel. They all masked up. I'm like, I ain't trusting you no more. Which and, is how you know it was never rebel. And, they were never rebels. They, no. They're all and, a bunch of followers. Exactly. Right? And, and I'm thinking, like, rebels. the opportunity right. for my kids to be bold mm-hmm. in the coming. Like, I don't know any Christian right now that is afraid for their kids. Right. It ain't the opportunity that's missing. It's you. Yeah. Courage. You're the problem. You don't have any courage. Courage. Yeah, because right now, all my kids have to do is like, I, I can work. Yeah. I can work 12 hours a day. You don't even look. You, you Working can, is winning. Yes. Yeah. You only have, you can pay me on the table. So, <laughs> so we weren't able to bring this up with, with Ray, but I think Jim Wilson's principles here really help yeah. being, you know, strategic and feasible, finding a place that's Explain strategic. Explain that. So the people, so some people who don't know what that is, that's very helpful. Yeah. So Jim Wilson, when he came here back in the seventies, uh, early seventies, um, he decided to move to Moscow because he said he he looked at a map across the U.S. and said Moscow and Pullman are strategic and feasible. And, the re- and he said it's strategic because there's two universities within seven miles of each other, and it's feasible because it's a smaller town. Yeah. You know, New York right. City is not um, feasible. It might be strategic, but within my lifetime, it's not right. feasible. And so he calls this a, a decisive point. Yeah, so decisive That's points right. in in battle are places that are both strategic and feasible. Yeah. And, um, and you have to run these calculations yeah, right. as a family, and that's why I think you know Ray's um, encouragement, what Ray's doing, and, and the push that he's trying to get Christians to think about is really important. Think about counties. Think about yeah. where you can move. Yeah. Um, think about where you can build. Because I want to create space for my kids. Right. This I want, is, I want my kids Wilson's in the next 20, 40 years. in a little book called Principles of, of War, War. Yes. Strategic Evangelism. Really and you, I think you can get it from Canon Press. Well, that's the building versus reforming those two things. And it kind of reminds me of the old school pioneers and those guys with the technology that comes in after the pioneers. The pioneers go and build something else. We, we, we need to get back to that again. I think he's absolutely mm-hmm. right. The, uh, yeah. Building and reforming. you got to figure out which, which category are you in. What are you good at? What are your skills yep. at? And then look around What's your and strengths? Say, What's what, your yeah, opportunities? Because there are people who can actually that are pioneers that go out and they they start getting all the rubble cleaned out right. for guys who know how to build to come in there right yeah. lay the foundation and, uh, yeah, right right the walls and then up. they yeah. go on they yeah. do the next thing and so we need to have those two things going yeah. and I, i'm starting to see people make those decisions right now yeah. which wasn't happening 10 years i mean think yeah. about it that's right the world is completely different it now. is it is, it is yeah. not going back and it's not going back it right. is it is it's there's not going back and people keep waiting for it but it's not going back you're going to have to get listen in five years from now you're going to need a 20th booster shot right <laughs> Maybe a thousand at that point. Yeah, Who knows? Right. But well, it's I not think the, going back. I think the whole point, uh, the, 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 what's making me think is I'm trying to figure out, okay, what space can I create for my kids You know, to be able to fight in, in 20 years, in 40 years? You know, we're in Latah County. It's the second highest tax county in Idaho per house, per house, per capita, per house. Uh, you know, so well, how can I get you know create in the next 20 years? What can I be doing to be able to put my kids in a situation where they can buy a house? How many people or, are in Latah County? Or I could County? pass down. There's about 45,000 people in Latah okay. County. Okay. Um, uh, maybe maybe 50, but about 45,000 people in Latah County. So Ray was talking about 10,000 count, uh, 10,000 people or less. Uh, those that's a very small county. Yeah, yeah. I mean that he's talking about. Well, you could probably take that over in three years if you have a faithful group yeah. of people. Um, you know, Latah County's got about 45,000, but it, you know, it's we're seeing God's work in our county. We're right. seeing. Things happen. We're also seeing a lot of darkness in our county. Yeah, a lot of a lot of our counties built on lies. It really right. is. I mean, someday I'll be able to go into it all with my court case and other things that are going on. Right. But there, there is really a foundation of lies in our county. But at the same time, we, we were talking about this offline, where when God, you know, curses a nation, when God begins to rain down plagues on Egypt. Israel participated in the first two or three plagues that that God rained on Egypt. So Israel identified with that judgment. Mm-hmm. 
But then God draw, drew a distinction there. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's how God's going to work in all these right. communities that he's building. You know, sometimes Christians are going to go through some of that judgment along with what deserves to be judged. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to trust in God and know that he's going to be, he's going to bring division. Right. He's going to, he's going to bring, he's going to, you know, Goshen, you pointed this out. Goshen's going to be lit up while Egypt's dark. Right. Mm. You can't see your hand in front of your face. Right. God, God hands out blessings and curses with precision. Yes, yeah. that's that's exactly right. right. It, not, none he's, of the, he's not crazy. None of the blessings and curses. Like he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. He's to not the, reckless to the inch. That's right to the yeah. millimeter. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, down down to viruses. Yeah. Come on. He, now. he, he count. Yeah. He counts the hairs on our head. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so so then yeah. Ultimately, our job is to be faithful where we are, yeah. and then follow his lead faithfully. Um, but if God's blessing is on it, yep. it cannot be stopped. That's so good. If God's blessing is on it, it cannot be stopped. And the flip of, is true as well. If God's curse is on it, yeah, good luck. It, you can't get that <laughs> off the ground. It's not you happening. can't get that off the ground. And that's and I think that's also where you know whether you're building or whether you're reforming, you want the blessing. Of you God. want the blessing of God because you know again with God's blessing. I mean, Gideon had three hundred men. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah against right. thousands. And yeah. look, you might be the parent who doesn't own a house in this lifetime, mm. but you might be able to set your kids up to buy a house. Right. You know, <laughs> my my dad did not own a house until I was like 17, 18 years old. Right. Never. No. And, and then and then he bought a house, I, I and have, then they helped me buy a house. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I want my kids. I, I would love. My, my parents weren't able to help out every ch- child buy a house. Mm. Um, uh, but I'd love to be able to help out now all my kids to buy a house, Amen. right? Right. You know, it's like set your kids up in such a way where they can fight mm-hmm. with you, and when you're gone, right. that they're fighting in, in the enemies in, at the gates of of, of hell. Yeah. I um, mean, we were talking about this because we go out, we leave Moscow, and the world's completely different out there. My mm. daughter was on this business trip with me, yeah. and I have a line that I say: I say it's better to be in the wilderness with Jesus than yeah. back in Egypt with Pharaoh. That's right. Even though all the food and stuff is there, and all the yeah. and my daughter checked me. She's like, Dad, that's actually not Egypt. She's like, when the children of Israel left Egypt, you forgot. Egypt was bankrupt. They remembered. They had a romantic yeah. vision yeah, yeah. of all that food they yeah, had. Yeah, but that wasn't that what it was. Steak, it wasn't really good. The reality yeah. was it was better in the wilderness yeah. Yeah. than in being in Egypt. Yeah. Right? And, and, you know, it's funny because I always – I've thought was, about – Yeah, because you have – we have – our our imaginations are just as unbelieving as our hearts. Oh, come on, come man. on, man. Right, we, we imagine come it is on, better man. over there with, yeah. with, when when it was when it was enslaved yep. when it yep. was under Pharaoh. That's right. And it's not, and it's yeah. not, and it's, it's, it's made better. And, and you forget, God gave His people everything that they needed in the wilderness to build a whole nation. Yep. And He was taking them to a nation with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. And so, like this is that's the beauty of what's happening. Better to be faithful with God where God has you and mm-hmm. everything else. It doesn't really matter at all anymore. No. No, I, I, just, I just want to end here. You know, when you're experiencing personal temptation, knowing that that personal temptation, as you resist it, as you fight it, you're fighting the curse in the land. Amen. Like that's, Ooh, that's, that's you actually stuff, fighting babe. the curse in the land. Sometimes yeah. you, sometimes you, you know, yeah. God might not have put you in a, in a big, to have a big impact in a big role or whatever's going on. But you are having a big impact when you fight your own sin, right? Mm. When you resist temptation, yeah. yes. And you might you, you, you might be so um, kind of narrowly focused because you're you're going through some temptation that's really hard to fight. But knowing that as God grants you victory in that, you're fighting the yeah. curses in the land with all your brothers and sisters, or mm. or when you repent. That's yeah. right. when you repent yeah. of it, you come back and you confess it and you make yep. it right and you and you and you you're fighting out. the curse of you the land. You are fighting the curse That's of the right. land. You're bringing the the, the cross yeah. to right. bear, and the cross is what takes away the curse yep. because mm. Jesus was cursed for us in our place. Mm. And, and you know, think about your kids, think about your grandkids. You know, set them up even in those little ways. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right. That's, mm. That's good stuff, guys. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until Sunday or next week. Well, actually, Wednesday. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. American colleges have become more hostile to the faith of young Christians than the beaches of Normandy were to the Allies, literally. Undergraduate training wasn't always a death trap of unbelief. Once, colleges were boot camps for body, mind, and soul. Now, most college students spend their days in tax-funded adult daycares with all the intellectual rigor of lazy rivers, safe spaces, and complimentary condoms. And in our recent COVID faux-pocalypse, those daycares became prisons almost overnight. Cover your face, line up for your shot, stay in your room, but don't worry, the condoms were still complimentary. 
At New St. Andrews, you are not on vacation. You are not in daycare, and you won't be herded into a dorm. From week one, you will be treated like an adult. You're responsible for paying your own rent and developing your own grocery budget. Or going hungry. Get a shot. Or don't. Mask up. Or don't. Most of our students even work part-time jobs on top of the 40-hour class workload. It's part of the anti-fragile hustle and grind that distinguishes our graduates from the majority of their own generation and that employers and graduate schools love. Most college graduates in the U.S. are stuck paying off loans for years. New St. Andrews sets you up to graduate debt-free and dangerous, ready to pursue grad school, a family, or business opportunities in the real world without any reliance on pork subsidies from Mother America and with no weepy need for safe spaces. The real world isn't a cushy place. No one owes you success. You are entitled to exactly jack squat in this life. But rich or poor, unlike your face or your freedom, your job or your business, an education and the ability to think clearly can never be taken from you as long as you are still above ground. Not by petty tyrants or cowardly clergy, not by thoughtless mobs or lab coat megalomaniacs. At New St. Andrews College, you'll learn from teachers whose ideas equipped men and women to build Western civilization in the first place, and which will be used again to defend and rebuild what has been lost as the West has faltered into decay, losing her faith and her mind. Yes, most of our best teachers are dead. But our classical Christian liberal arts education is how we've been graduating thoughtful, articulate outlaws and leaders with spines for the last quarter century. The intellectual and theological bedrock beneath the Judeo-Christian West is what you'll study, engage with, write about and own. It is what you will debate in class and present in public as you learn to live like forbidden fire, surrounded by the darkness of unbelief, manifesting God's truth, goodness and beauty to all who live around you. Training like this can't happen over Zoom. At New St. Andrews, we believe whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a companion of real or virtual fools will suffer harm. Your peers shouldn't be your spiritual leaders. You should have a real flesh and blood in-person church for that. NSA is in the heart of downtown Moscow, Idaho, where you will witness men and women building Christendom on every corner. Where else are you going to be able to break bread in your professors' homes, debate great literature with them while their kids are playing, sing psalms while being arrested with them, catch turtles with them? No one comes to NSA to get lost in the crowd. You might be able to hide in a graduating class of thousands, but our classes are better measured in dozens. You will grow in this program or you will tap out. And when you finish, you'll be ready for life in whatever moments and scenes and struggles God may have prepared for you. We are training students who worship and march and study and fellowship and sing and write and start businesses and raise kids that no one can mask, cancel, or bury. We follow the King of Kings who knew the way through the mob and out of the grave. We fight to rebuild Christendom in the ruins, in our families, and in our businesses, in the cities where we live, in the countries where we go, in the congregations where we worship. Your mom may worry that Moscow, Idaho is many miles from home. She should worry more about how spiritually distant even a nearby godless campus is. After four years in a Christian community like ours, you will grow much closer to your family. Don't stay distant. Click the link today to schedule a visit to New St. Andrews College.